Hey, welcome back to the Great Date Guy podcast. My name is Rob Wong, and with me today is Vincent Doe. Uh, Vincent makes a, his job is helping people get out of chronic pain and injury patterns, uh, which I think is pretty remarkable. Um, those types of conditions are generally the hardest to treat. Uh, they defy conventional wisdom and logic. Uh, and the reason why he's on the show with me today is because we're going to be talking about hacking happiness. Um, and you might be wondering how, <laughs> how we're going to do that. So I'm going to quickly like lay out a little bit of a foundation. Sorry, Vincent, I'm rambling quite a bit right now. Um, so the thought, the thought occurred to me the other day that I, I am now like banning myself from being single. And I'm doing that because I usually, when I'm dating someone, I have this hidden expectation that they're going to make me happy. And I have the idea that maybe I want to be a happy person regardless of whether or not I'm in a relationship. And that had me go down this huge fucking, oh, am I allowed to, whatever, I'm going to cuss. Okay, a huge fucking rabbit hole. <laughs> and it was like, okay, well, how do I do that? And where I got was this. My emotions... I know they exist because I feel them in my body. They're called feelings for a reason. And when I'm happy, I can feel it in the corners of my cheeks. I can feel like a lightness around my throat and my chest. When I'm sad or depressed or fearful, I can feel it in my Betty, my, my Betty, what the fuck? Okay, in my belly, <laughs> in my throat like constricts. There's a, there's a very visceral thing there. And so I arrived at this idea that maybe maybe i can optimize my own happiness by taking care of how i perceive my emotions where do i perceive my emotions well mostly through touch that's rooted in my body so why the hell am i not taking better care of my body um so that's a lot and i want to see if any of that's actually like vetted in the kind of work that you do because like you do this like every day for people yeah yeah, um, it's, it's certainly something that comes up frequently. Um, just to share my own experience, there's, um, there, there are some stretches. Um, I'm actually in one right now. It's the, like the classic butterfly stretch. Where your back's up against the wall. You let your thighs fall to the floor. Um, that, one, that one always brings me an emotional release. Like I'll, I'll, feel my, I'll feel my forehead release. That, as in, before getting into that kind of stretch, um, I'll think that I'm relaxed and you know, I'll do some breathing. I'll be like, oh, I don't think there's any tension left to go in my face. Then I'll, I'll get into the stretch. And then when my, when my legs finally hit the floor, I'm fully opened up. There's this, this tension that releases from my face. Like, oh, wow. I didn't, I could not feel that earlier. Like, there's just something about releasing the body that seems to release, um, tension in other parts of the body in my mind mm. and when you feel that tension release is that is there like an accompanying emotional shift for you do you feel yourself going from one emotional state to another i'll, I'll feel a lot more at peace with everything like like i i, I try to be at, at at peace as much as i can 
um, by rationalizing in a way, like, oh, I, I can't have like this thing I'm grateful for without this other conflict in my life. And be like, oh, okay, you know, like that. That that's the rational way of you know, logic. Yes, but that can only go so far for yeah. me, at least. Um, but the body, the, it, it it doesn't lie. Like if I'm holding tension, I'm super tense. Um, I can't, can't rationalize that away. Yeah, I think this is such a critical thing, too, and I love that you brought up rationalization. Um, as I was doing research into this subject, the idea came up of doing top-down processing, which I associate with rationalization. I come up with reasons why I can feel a different way, and sometimes that works. But then sometimes I run into issues that are so deep-rooted and so visceral that, like, I logically know that I could choose to be happier about this or if I just thought about it differently. Oh, they probably had such and such happening in their day. That's why they were a jerk earlier on. Then I would be happy. But emotionally, I'm so like messed up that I can't escape. And what I'm hearing is that like coming from the other end, bottom up, when I go from my physical sensation, have that sort of like gradually change my experience. Um, that's actually a pretty valid way of dealing with emotions that are like tricky and stuck the other way around. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like why not use both top down and, and bottom up? And, um, and if one is not working uh, to your satisfaction, why not try the other? Yeah. How would you, how would you go about walking through like a patient or I guess you, at Upright, y'all don't call them patients, it's clients, because patients sort of implies like a passive role and like, oh, I'm helpless, I've got a disease. And whereas like clients are like your partner together. I don't know why I just said all that. Anyway, so if you're working with a client, um, <laughs> what, how would you help them move through an emotion through that like bottom up kind of processing? Or does that happen for you? Um, that. We, we tend not to address emotions directly. Um, it's the process usually goes like, they'll describe to me uh, some, some injuries or, or, or some pain sites that they've, they've had currently. And then I'll see what they can do physically. Like, um, for example, if they have shoulder pain, can, can they do a push-up with, um, with satisfactory form? Um, can, they, can they squat with satisfactory form? Things, things that I, 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 I come to find are just, just movement standards, so to speak. And then we'll try to work on uh, improving the things that they suck most at. And along the way somewhere, they, they, they start um, telling me about how, how their mental state is changing. Like, like one mm. thing that I hear a lot of is when someone has really what they perceive to be weak or unstable shoulders if after their their, their push-up um, ability gets more confident and they start seeing more muscle there they start feeling more empowered about, about everything not like not just not just their not just the security of, of their arms when you know like putting something on a hot shelf but you know, just just everything in their life they feel more empowered through physical strength mm. I can see that working on three different levels. And the first I'm, I'm hearing is simply that fact of progression. I can do things 
that I couldn't do before. And that's, that's definitely like mandatory for people who want to get out of like depression or anxiety. Like I need to feel some kind of progress. That's one of the best feelings in the world. The other two things that I'm looking at as you're describing this are one, I'm getting rid of the sensation of pain. And if I feel pain in my body, that begins to define my experience of reality too. My reality, at least in part, is like 30% pain or 50% pain, depending on how bad it is. And having that in the background makes it so that my day is bad. Um, and there are multiple studies, I think, that bet that. The third level is something that I've completely forgotten. So let's see if I can pull anything out of my butt right here in the moment. <laughs> but I, I think that there's also, oh, right, there it is. It's the level of control. Like where something was out of control before, now it's in control. I have the ability to address this. Um, and, and inside of that, I, I can easily see that addressing body issues um, could be access to being like a happier person. Does that feel like it might be, con is it consistent with what you've seen? Yeah, like, like to your third point, um, I think, I think if, if, if someone is able to see and feel progress in, in their own body, that's, it gives them a sense of agency, whereas before they may feel like, like helpless. Um, understandably so if they if they've tried things before on their own but just keep hitting walls and just keep like, oh i'm stuck because my experience has told me that i'm stuck I, i'm not i'm not finding any other experiences that to tell me anything otherwise so. mm. Mm. have you have you heard of learned helplessness before yeah yeah is, is that similar to what you're describing here like where hey if there's actually no way out i'm just stuck i'm in pain and i'm resigned about it what 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 is the definition of learned helplessness again like i, I have an idea that i, I want to make sure ours is good yeah that's a good point um actually it'd probably be beneficial for people who are listening as well for me to just describe what it is uh from my from what i've learned learned helplessness is like what happens to circus elephants, for instance, where when they're little, they hammer in the, the rope into a stake in the ground, and they're not strong enough to pull it out of the ground uh, at that point. It's just enough to keep them from pulling it out. But as adults, those elephants are held down by the same stakes. Now, I don't think that actually happens anymore because it's like animal cruelty, but what used to happen was, hey, here was a past limitation. I'm still the same entity, therefore, I don't have any power to resist this, so I'm not even gonna try. And they actually did multiple animal studies on this, which is pretty unfortunate. And one of them involved shocking dogs that couldn't get out of a cage, uh, and same sort of thing. Like they'd open the cage door, they'd shock the dogs, and the dogs wouldn't even try to leave because they'd already learned that like, there's no escape from this pain. Mm, yeah, yeah, I, that's, that's a beautiful definition. Um, yeah yeah i mean what, what this reminds me of now is like we i think we all have certain needs um as human beings and if in the past every time that we've tried to pursue said needs we just we get shocked or we can't pull the rope out of the, the ground um then we just learn that, that there's there's no use in trying um, but we still have those needs, so then there becomes there there 
this this incongruency between what we need and what we think we can achieve. Yeah, I can I can easily see that becoming a source of frustration or anger for people. Um, especially the bit about like you have a need that is like continuously unfulfilled like i don't i don't know like where this intuition is coming from but i can i can see how that would like lead to a situation where i was frustrated with life or like god or maybe just other people and not even understanding why because i wasn't aware of the need or maybe i wasn't aware of where the pain was coming from or how to deal with it yeah, my two cents on that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have something else to share, but I'm like, wait, are we getting off topic here from acting confidence? I think it's all related. But yeah, I'd love to hear. We have time for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got on that note. I remember when I was, um, okay, so in, in 2017, I, I entered a, a lifting competition. Um, I signed up for a, a weight class that was two weight classes down from what I was walking around at at the time. So I, I had to lose like 10, 10 to 20% of my body weight in the span of a couple months. Mm. And that involved some pretty extreme dieting. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm really good at pushing through things like that. So at, at one point, I remember, I remember um, resisting my hunger so habitually that I forgot what what the meaning of a stomach rumble was. I remember getting a stomach rumble and was like, hey, what's that? Oh shit, oh, it's my hunger. Oh, <laughs> And that, that made it super convenient for, for me to continue um, the weight cut because then I wouldn't need to resist that hunger anymore because I, I just cut that connection between stomach rumble and need to eat. <laughs> um, but after the weight cut was done, after the competition was over, um, that habit stuck with me. And I started getting really irritated all the time and I didn't know what it was until I was like, oh, I'm just hungry. <laughs> like, that was me. And I was like, oh, I'm not pissed off anymore for no reason. Like, oh, I haven't eaten in like X amount of hours. I'm like, I've barely eaten, eaten today. Um, so I just got, I got super out of touch with, with what my body needed because I just, yeah, I trained it that way. Yeah. I love that you brought this up because I think it highlights two really important things, especially if you're listening right now. I think that this really nicely illustrates how we assign meaning to body sensations, whether it's hunger or an emotion. Those are actually mostly interpretations. It sounds like what you did was decouple like a valid hunger signal from actual the, the experience of hunger, which is wild. But like, I think like, like that's such a good demonstration of what the brain is capable of. Like if, if there's a mental construct that I can comprehend, then I can probably train my brain to do it. And then I think the other piece that I'm hearing here is how when we ignore what our bodies need, Emotions show up and and what you described uh, I think is 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 known to scientists as hanger like, and, and it's, it's proven right like they've done research and hanger is my body is in fight or flight because it thinks that it's starving so like I'm like pissed off and like attacky and aggressive because 
my form is con it's convinced that it's in like a life or death situation. And I can easily see that getting in the way of happiness. And maybe that's kind of like the note to leave off on. Like, I think so much of happiness is removing the obstacles that are in the way. And it's not necessarily for me, in my experience, like valid to be happy all the time. Like, I think what we can get to is peace of mind. Um, and in pursuing happiness, sometimes we kind of get lost. There's like that room for upset and disappointment. I'm not happy. Therefore, like I should be even more upset. I'm not doing something well enough. Um, but I also like how we've approached this today. Like there's room to create more peace of mind and more happiness if I remove the physical obstacles that are there, if I start actually paying attention to what's going on in my body. Does that feel like on brand for you or do you have another take on that? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I just want to rephrase that. It's like, um, going back to the hanger thing, um, the, the body might be telling me something like, hey, you need food. And we have no other way of, of getting your attention besides getting you angry at this point because you're not listening to what's not normal. Mm. Uh, so I think that's a, that's, that's a clear example of how the body can affect the mind. So um, same with like tension in the body, like, oh, my hips are tired as shit. <laughs> Maybe that's a signal. <laughs> That's like linked to, to something that I need to do um, in my own life. I like that because I think that gives me something to look for. It gives the person who's listening something to look for. Like, is my body reacting? Am I experiencing big spikes of unusual behavior or emotions? And if I am, maybe that's where I can start listening and paying more attention because there might be something that you're neglecting that's getting in the way of your happiness, your peace of mind. Um, so yeah, thanks for being here, man. This is such a cool conversation. I, I was worried that in our like pre-conversation before this, that we'd like covered off on all the cool points, but they just keep on coming. So yeah, this was, this was awesome. Thanks for being here. It's a pleasure. All right. Well, I guess that's it. Um, we'll catch you guys in the next episode. I don't know if I'm going to release this on Thursday or not, but uh, yeah, you will. I mean, you're listening to it now, so you already know that you're going to get a copy of this. Uh, I guess I'll, we'll just catch you in the next episode. Peace.